In Tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. Tweet at SAFM Radio and the hashtag to use is in tune. I'm joined now on the line by Mboni Nematangari, who is the language coordinator at the Department of Basic Education. Dimasiari. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm telling you, I've been practicing um, my venda just for you with my technical producer and my producer. They're upset with me right now because I didn't say kakati auna. They've been training me to get it right. That's lovely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Let's just first understand the intention behind this new policy, right? So the new language policy um I understand that you're going to be piloting it in 12 schools in Gauteng. Uh, uh, good day, my lady, and your listeners. And thanks for the opportunity given to the Department of Basic Education to explain the, our intention to introduce the learning of African languages by our learners. Mm. So, in short, uh, we have the incremental introduction of African languages, which is an a, a, a government intention to introduce the learning of African languages by all our learners in South African schools. Mm. So it's, uh, we are not only piloting in, in, in counting. It's, uh, it's running in, uh, across the country in all nine provinces. Uh, this year we are targeting schools that are previously not offering a previously marginalized languages. Mm. Uh, and we are at 873 schools. Uh, and it was preceded by a pilot in 2014 and 2015 in grade 1 and grade 2 in 264 schools across all provinces. Okay. So we are in, we are in all provinces. So next year, 2017, is then that we are going to roll out in grade 1 meaning that all learners in grade one will offer a previously marginalized official African language in all school, public schools and independent schools that follow the national curriculum segment. All right. Why is that important for us to do? What, uh, introducing an, an, an African language to grade one students. What, what is the intention there? I, I must say this interview came at the right time, fresh from celebrating 40 years of June 16. Mm. Maybe if I can just even go back a little bit, uh, mentioning some important dates, the uh, uh, historical dates like the 1652, the arrival of the Dutch, 1832, arrival of English, and then 1955, the, the introduction of 5050 model, where learners were to use English and Africans as, right. uh, as a medium of instruction. Mm. And that led to 1976, and that sparked the uprising in 1976. Mm. So it has been it's long overdue that uh, our languages are neglected, particularly the previously marginalized one. Mm. They have been neglected even during this current uh, democracy so the government saw it fit that they need to be developed and promoted because legislation-wise we are covered. We need to promote multilingualism in our country to mirror our linguistic diversity. 
how do you how how do you plan on implementing this new policy though? Because you have you know nine provinces. Um, how do you decide which language is taught in which school, especially in areas like Gauteng, for instance, where I mean we're we're a multilingual province. So where do you begin in deciding what language is taught um, from grade one in which area? Yeah, that's a very important uh, uh, point. Uh, it is implicated within in monolingual areas, like in, in our rural areas. It's very easy to implement such, uh, such policy. Mm. But there is no problem in housing, because you will recall that in housing, housing uh, has all the languages, the multitude of, 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 of languages. So the honors of making that determination lies with the LGBT. But even previously, if I can just mention an example of uh, a township like Alex Alexander, where mm-hmm. they have Bove Primary School, and they have been offering all these languages like Chivenda, mm-hmm. and they, we have Realukile. I can only mention those because that's the school that I know, because I'm a Chivenda speaker and coming from Alex, so I know that if you want to do Chivenda, you need to go to Bode Primary School. If you want to do Chivenda in high school, you need to go to Realukile. So it's just to take that model that has been practiced over years in township schools into the former model schools, which means uh, the SGB need to work with the with the districts to make that determination to ensure that all languages are catered for just like that model that I've just mentioned. Mm. All right, it, let's let's open up the lines on this one because I'd like to hear if parents think this is a good idea. Because what this, and you'll correct me here if I'm wrong, Bonnie, but what this means is that um, this means two hours a week of extra learning time for grade one learners, correct? It's one hour extension of school learning time for grade one and grade one up to three, mm-hmm. and two hours uh, from grade four up to grade five. Because right. we are going to implement in 2017 in grade one and in subsequent years in, until grade 12 in 2028. Okay. So it will be an extension of only two hours or from grade four two up hours to grade a week. five and one a hour week. grade one to three. A week, correct? Yeah. Okay, let's open up the lines. Give me a call, 0891-104-207. So making it compulsory for all grade one pupils to take an African language as a second additional language subject. And then, obviously, that continues well into their schooling career. But is this too early, do you think? What are the benefits of this policy for those pupils? Um, And I think there might be an opportunity for us to build some social cohesion in this country if we do that as well. In former Model C schools where... You know, a white learner perhaps would only have learned Isizulu in high school. They have the opportunity to learn this language a lot earlier on and, and, and then perhaps interact with their black peers a lot easier. Give us a call, 0891-104-207. Is it Mekifilwe in Johannesburg? Mekifilwe? Hi, hi, uh, Naledi and your guest. Yes, ma'am. I suppose the technicality is one that the gentleman can talk about, but I think he's right. Mm. You know, some of us were Jakarak. The white teacher said, no, speak to your children in English. Mm-hmm. And then we started speaking to our children in English. Now you've got a 21-year-old. When you say, Kuala Minyako, she doesn't even know what you are saying. Mm-hmm. Because we want to do things that white people tell us to do. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Bantu education had what was called Venek. During Venek, the Zulus went there to go and learn Zulu. Mm-hmm. The Kosas went to the Kosa teacher. 
The farmers went to the Kosa teacher. I don't understand why during this regime there is no Zenek. And I don't want to embrace everybody. My children must speak Tswana or Pedi, not Zulu. I'm not a Zulu. Their father is not a Zulu. They don't even know that Zulu. But it's forced on them by this very government. All right. So, so you think this is a good idea? Now, I was asking it's, the question. It's a perfect idea. I was making the point, though, of, of this possibly having, you know, being an opportunity for us to build some kind of social cohesion, right? When we're able uh, to social speak. cohesion about my language. Mm. Uh, it's got nothing to do with my children being able to speak Swana and Pedi. Mm. I don't want Zulu, Kosa, and Venda. They must start knowing their father and their mother's language. Before they even start wanting to teach them some Chinese language. Until education did it, this mm. government failed. All right, Mama, thank you so much for calling. I don't know if you, you've heard this song by Busim Song, uh, and I can't remember what it's called, but, you know, she goes on in the song about how um, her, her uncle's child can't speak a word of Isizulu, and when they try to speak to her in Isizulu, the child says, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to find that song one day and play it for you. Taking more calls on 891 you're on In Tune on SAFM. In Tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. You are on SAFM and we're talking about the language policy that will be implemented in 2017, making it compulsory from grade, for grade one learners to take a second additional language. So that, that means they'll be taking three languages from grade one, so that being uh, the home language, then the first additional language and the second additional language. But the intention here is to start introducing African languages into the curriculum from as early as possible, taking your calls on 891 207. Still speaking to Mboni Nematangari, language coordinator at the Department of Basic Education. I have on the line Shedrick in East London. Shedrick, good evening. Good, hi, good afternoon. Hi. I'm so used to working yeah. at night. Shedrick, thanks for calling. Yeah, okay. It's not morning. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, look, uh, I support the idea. Mm. Um, um, I'm, I'm also friendly uh, speaking. Mm. I support the idea. It's a very good idea. Uh, for example, at Limpopo, we have many, like, four main languages that are spoken there, which is Chivenga, Tiberi, and Tonga, mm. and what, and Africans actually as a fourth, fourth language. So, it, 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 it's actually a very good idea in that, um, when, when someone from Limpopo needs to speak or communicate with, say, a, a nine black person, like, say, white, for example, you don't actually have to, you're not forced to speak English. Mm. If this idea can work, you are not actually forced to speak English to this person. You can speak your language, you can speak Chivenda, Tedi, or Tonga. Mm. But uh, if you look at it now, we're forced to speak English every time when you have to speak to someone who's a, who's a white person. You understand what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you, Shedrick. Thank you so much for calling. And again, that goes back to the point that I made about social cohesion. It's been said over and over again that the first place to start is for white South Africans to speak um, an, an indigenously African language. And so if, we, if we're teaching white children from grade one, then perhaps we're able to see that in the next generation. Let's hear from Roslyn in Gauteng. Roslyn, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Um, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I think this is an absolutely crucial um, initiative. Mm. I just love it. Mm. Um, Zulu at the moment. I'm Very 58 good. years old, mm. 
and I um, have lived out of South Africa for the last 30 years. Mm. I came back two years ago, and I've been absolutely shocked by how few white people speak and understand any African language. Mm. So I think for, 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 certainly for white children, this is a huge, um, hugely important initiative. And I think that, um, that, you know, when you learn another language, you learn another culture. Mm. Yeah. So what you said earlier on in the program about, um, you know, uh, nation building, that, that this is a very, very important, um, uh, initiative, and I really support it and hope it gets off the ground. Let me ask you something, Russell. You, you, you said that you're still learning a Sizulu, which I think is brilliant. What have, been the, what, what, have you, what have you learned from being able to do that, right? So what have you gained, in fact? Oh, I've gained um, enormously. So um, one is that um, I can actually talk to my colleagues. I work in a hospital. Mm. And most of the um, nursing, nursing staff um, are, and cleaning staff and you know, ancillary staff are uh, black Africans, mostly South Africans, but other countries as well. Mm. And just being able to ask, you know, um, this girl who mm. Can I, can you I know, just, just being able yeah. to say, to ask a question, can you help me? And mm. ask me that and ask it in Zulu, it's just, it, it, it's made a big difference. Yeah. But both to those people and to me. Mm. Um, but I think um, another little point that I'd like to make is I've understood, so for example, in terms of greeting somebody, you know, Saabona, Kunjani, Sikona, Kunjani, Wena, you're basically saying to the person, I see you. Yes, Saabona means I see you. Yes. I see you. And, you know, that, you know, I, I, it makes me cry even just to think <laughs> that that's what it means. Yes. Absolutely. Rustin, thank you so much because now what you're doing is you, you're learning to understand the heart behind the language yes. as well. And if we can do that for, for, for students from, an early, from a really early age, then perhaps we won't see as many racist rants on social media as we see now in the next 12 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rosalind, yeah. thanks so yeah. much for calling. I think we should make those people, instead of doing community service, I think we should get them to learn an African language. Not and I think idea. it will change a lot of things. Not a bad idea, Rosalind. Thanks so much for calling. Judith is on the, on the line from Cape Town. Judith, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, ladies. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for your show. Sure. I'd like to comment on, on this topic of teaching children at a very early age mm. another language. Mm. I think it's a brilliant initiative from the Department of Education mm. because it is, I'm planning from Cape Town, so I'm talking about my experiences here on the Cape Flats in areas like Delft and where integration of colored Afrikaans-speaking children and closer black children is happening and the children are picking up languages mm. in a natural way, you know, playing with each other. So if that is already happening, why not just formalize it also right. in schools? right. And that is my one first point, is that it happens naturally anyway. And my second point is the advantage for the child, because mm. I know from studying languages that your, the capacity in your brain to understand concepts, the same concept in different languages, it just strengthens that. It strengthens your brain, and mm. it strengthens your language ability. So the more languages a child can learn at an early age, the better it is for that child to just understand concepts and 
you know, to just become more um, um, brilliant more uh, in what they are right. studying, in what they are doing, because of the understanding that is that is strengthened. Yeah, being multilingual is a brilliant skill. It, it's, a, it's a stunning skill. Judith, thanks so much for calling. I'll take maybe just one more call if you'd like to contribute to our discussion. The number is 891 or send your SMSs to 34701. Still speaking to Mboni Nematangari, Language Coordinator at the Department of Basic Education. Now, the one concern that we might have here is teacher readiness because when we rolled out CAPS, for instance, um, teachers complained about, you know, not being trained well enough to be able to handle the new curriculum. So how do we ensure that teachers are ready for this massive uh, policy coming into effect in 2017, Mboni? Yeah, uh, 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 all the teachers that are currently uh, uh, teaching and language undergone some IELTS training mm. and orientation, if I might uh, call it that way. So we have built capacity in all the provinces uh, in the form of provincial uh, language coordinators in, in, in provinces, all 86 districts. So we have enough capacity. So they are able to cascade that training to teachers. Okay. So all teachers will be getting to school to teach uh, previously marginalized official language will have gone through uh, that orientation. All right. Well, let's hope that we'll have, you know, that same conversation in February next year. And what we'll do in February, actually, is catch up with you and find out if teachers feel the same way that they have been readily prepared. Um, an SMS here for you, Mboni, that says, will this affect learners' scores after matric? And if so, shouldn't competency? Uh, then, and if so, that, then it shouldn't be assessed. So what do you, what do you say to that? Uh, remember, this initiative, this initiative is not only with uh, basic education because it's a societal issue hmm. and it's in the public space. So even the higher ed, remember in 2012, uh, the, the Minister of Higher Education, they made such a pronouncement and the public, the public, how they have responded, they say it should start in the primary schools. Hence we move with that button to say let's start in the primary schools. And uh, remember even the, 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 the public life, it takes place through African languages mainly. Yeah. So that's why we just want everyone to mirror the linguistic diversity because mm. multilingualism is a resource. Maybe even to go back to your first question to say, is it not too early? Mm. Because young children, they acquire, uh, uh, the, the language acquisition is with is at a tender age. Much as maybe the adults will be very worried to say we are flooding these children with lots of information because the way their brains are wired is such that it's like a sponge. Mm. They can just absorb anything. So if you happen to miss that important stage of their life, uh, we, we miss out because once they grow old, it becomes harder for them to acquire an, another language. Right. And it also boosts their uh, cognitive development factor. Mm. Because children who are multilingual, the level of confidence, the level of confidence 
is very, very high compared Absolutely. in a monolingual setup. Absolutely. Yeah, I think this, yeah. is, this is a great initiative. And let's, let's chat again in February next year once these students start learning. I think this is, this is brilliant. And a lot of SMS is agreeing with that as well. Kangelani Magnoni says, definitely, yes, now, lady, it's a good idea or initiative by the Department of Basic Education. As one of the teachers in KZN, I fully accept it. It's long overdue. Another one, I think this is from Jonna. It says, the teaching of an African language is the greatest step towards African renaissance, dignity, and unity. And then, um, yeah, so Emmanuel Trini wants to know if this includes private schools and why only grade one is not all grades. So this is starting from grade one, Emmanuel, all the way up to matric. Um, but the Department of Basic Education is talking specifically about public schools in Boni, correct? Uh, public schools and independent schools that follow the national curriculum that, okay. that follow steps. All right, great stuff. Well, thank you so much for speaking to us, Mboni. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, pleasure. Thank you so much, Mboni Nematangari, Language Coordinator at the Department of Basic Education.